You woke up this morning. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good morning. Right? It's about perspective. It's about thought process. When we create stress, we mostly create it for ourselves. Or for others. But for ourselves as well. So thank you for being here this morning. I hope you guys can hear me in the back. No problem. Just wave at me if you can't hear me. You need me to speak a little bit louder. i got to find my appropriate standing spaces. Um, so again, yeah, my name is Heather. And um, I stopped teaching at Grand Valley right before the pandemic or when the pandemic hit. Uh, that was my plan to go travel the world and uh, share wellness and health and dance and fitness. Uh, but the world shut down, so I've been doing that from my home since then. Uh, but we're starting to open up and starting to travel, so it's really fun for me to be able to get out, uh, but also to get back and, and be here um, and share what I'm so passionate about, which is just loving life. Loving this one life that we've been gifted, that we've been created to uh, soak in and live it and love it and enjoy it and share it with others. So I'm going to talk specifics about stress today. I'm going to talk, you know, physiology of the body. I'm going to try to give you lots of snippets and tips. I didn't do a handout. I don't know about you, but I know handouts go somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> so whatever your best way to take notes are, great. If you want, if you need, want paper, I have paper. So I can pass this around. You can just grab a piece of paper if you want a piece of paper. Um, I think it's most helpful when you engage and write and journal and you know put stuff down, your own thoughts based on maybe what's come up for you today in this talk. I would also, I'm excited to be talking to a bunch of educators, because I think you know what it's like to be up here when nobody talks to you, <laughs> and nobody engages with you, and nobody asks you questions. So I'm excited to be here with you all, and I hope that you will ask questions. I believe that you will learn the most when you're curious. When you have questions, there are no stupid questions. There might be stupid answers, but there are no stupid questions. Um, so please engage with me. Do not be afraid to answer, uh, raise your hand, ask questions. We can learn from each other. I know I learn from people all the time when I'm speaking. Uh, so I love that we can share. And I'm not in your world, you're not in mine, but we can share that um, very openly, I hope, today. So, um, yeah, we're going to talk about stress. Okay, mindfulness about stress. How many of you use the word stress on a regular basis? Perfect. Okay. So what if you decided you were never going to say that word again? Just You were just going to be like, you know what? That causes me something that I don't like when I say that word. What other word could you use besides stress? Anxious. Anxious. Perfect. What else? Overwhelmed. Beautiful. Panic. Panic. Okay. Just too much. Just too much. Heavy. Ugh. Right? Hungry. What? Hungry. <laughs> Is that what we are this morning? It's <laughs> true. We're going to talk about food and stress today, too, so I'm glad you brought that up. But when we think about things um, that we say over and over, that we own, that we take on, that we believe, those things will always show up for you. They will always be there because that's where your awareness is. That's where your attention is. That's where your focus is. So many, many years ago, I said I was going to stop saying the word busy. 
because I was busy all the time, right? I always had so much to do and I was busy, 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 busy. And I just stopped using the word and I had to change it. I have a lot going on right now. You know how you send an email and you're like, I'm too busy? Or, oh, I'm sorry for my delay. I was really busy, right? This is my common uh, message. Um, so I've changed it and it's really shifted. Right? It could be micro things shifted for me or bigger things, but I'm no longer busy. I just have a lot going on. Sometimes I have a lot of fun things to do, but, I'm, but busy for me. And so this is something individual I want you to pay attention to. What does it do for you? Some people can say, I'm stressed out and like it doesn't really do much in the body or the brain. But most of us, when we say I'm so stressed out, all of this stuff happens physiologically in the body. So we want to pay attention, we want to be mindful of how it works for me, right? So, for example, stepping on a scale, for some of us, creates this awesome, horribly awesome uh, stress response. Anybody? Okay, that was me also. Stepping on the scale, and I'm a fitness professional, right? I do body fat pinching and all this stuff, I used to do all that stuff. Um, and it causes me so much anxiety and so much stress that I just stopped doing it. I haven't been on a scale since 2007. <sighs> so freeing. Who cares what I weigh? Actually, I think I had, oh, I had to be weighed because I had to go get a colonoscopy. You know, when you get older, you got to do those things. So I had to go get a colonoscopy. They had to weigh me because my, my thing is with weighing, if it causes you a stress response, get off the scale. Take a sledgehammer to it, throw it out. Nobody else needs it either, right? The only reason somebody needs to know how much I weigh, or I know how much I weigh, is if I'm going to get medication to put me under. Can you think of another reason why? Anyone needs to know how much you weigh. So for me, that was like freeing, stress relieving. I don't need to get on a scale. I used to at the beginning call the doctor and say, I just want to let you know I'm not going to get weighed in today. <laughs> just because it was safer for me over the phone to say it than to say it in person to them. So then they'd be like, well, why not? I said, because you don't need it, right? And they'd be like, well, I guess not. <laughs> okay, cool. Then I'm not going to get on the scale. You know, then sometimes I'd get on backwards. Please don't tell me. You know, all these things. But that's protecting myself. Because I know I'm mindful of what causes me stress. Don't ask me why and how I got that way and how it, how it started that, right? Society, fitness world, all of that created some of that, right? Uh, but I just protected myself and understood myself to know that that doesn't matter to me. And I don't need to know that. And it's so much more freeing. So be aware of what causes you stress from the word stressed. If the word stressed drives you into some negative spiral or just makes you feel blah, then change it. You can change it. It's like that simple, but I know it's not simple. Right? It is not simple. It's habitual. It's a pattern. It's what society does. It's what our girlfriends do. It's what our coworkers do. It's what we say. But you can be the change. Right? When you become aware of it, you can start to shift. And your ears will go, wow, everybody <coughs> says this. Or everybody's getting stuck by what we're thinking or what we're believing about a situation. Students included. Right? When I taught at Grand Valley, um, it would be uh, finals week. And I would always do either a yoga class or a yoga nidra class or something in my fitness classes to help them balance, you know, what was happening during the week. But we would talk about what is your mindset about finals week? Is your mindset about finals week that it's horrible 
and I have to do all-nighters, and I have to do this, and like you have this whole belief system around what finals are. Versus finals week is another week, it's another day where I'm going to focus and I'm going to do my best, and that's all I can do. So we can look at our own mindset, we can share mindsets with others that might shift the physiological reaction in the body. Am I making sense? Yeah? Okay. So, wellness, mindfulness, I've said we're going to talk a little bit about food. Um, but if I had to limit, uh, or uh, Andrew Weil, I love him, um, had to limit the advice on healthy living to just one tip, it would be simply learning how to breathe correctly. So, that's what we're going to start with. Some nice deep breathing. So, I want you to take one hand on your belly and say nice things when you do that. Thank you for digesting my breakfast. Thank you for birthing my children. Thank you for keeping my chest off my thighs, like all these things. <laughs> and one hand up on your chest. And then go ahead and just raise the spine or lengthen the spine just a little bit. And feel free to soften your gaze or close your eyes. And the only thing I want you to do is just notice your breath. I don't want you to change anything about it. Just notice, tune into it. See if you can soften the muscles of your face and your jaw. And allow your shoulders to just drop gently. Now what I want you to notice is if one hand or both hands are moving, just notice. And then making a little shift, I'd like you to try to keep the top hand very still and really move the bottom hand. And just see if you can lengthen both the inhale and the exhale and really let go on the exhale. In yoga, we call this belly breathing. It's the area of your body where your parasympathetic nervous system lives in the lower area of your belly. So the parasympathetic nervous system is your relaxation system. So we have a system in our body that automatically relaxes us if we can just tap into it. We don't have to try to relax. We just have to pay attention to our breath and deepen it and go into the belly and let it expand and release. And then go ahead and gently just place your hands wherever is comfortable. Let your eyes blink open. Did that shift something for you? 
So it takes a couple minutes to take the physiological, whatever, stress that's going on and bring it down. It's our automatic system in our body to relax, to release the stress response, the fight or flight, which we'll get into in just a moment, right? But it takes a practice of breathing, which will help any time you need to relax. So before bed, trying to go to sleep, anxious thoughts, yada, 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 get them out, but then try this breathing. You'll be sleeping before you know it. Situations you have to go into that you're like, mm, a little heightened or anxious about. Belly breathing. Because up here, it's hyperventilation. Right? So we don't want to breathe up here all the time. We need it. We have this full capacity when we need it. But we don't want to be here all the time. We actually want to be here. It's kind of grounding. Did you feel that? It's kind of centering. This is the center of your body as well. So it's very centering. It just brings us present. When you're breathing... You can't be any, when you're focused on your breathing, let me say this again, when you're focused on your breath, you can't be anywhere else, right? For that couple moments, you are only paying attention to your breath, which means you weren't worried about some health thing that might be going on in your family. You weren't worried about the grocery list at the moment, right? You were right here. And so for that few minutes, a minute, it's beneficial to bring yourself there. So driving in the car, great place to do it. I used to teach people that every time you saw the letter O, that meant oxygen, and you had to take a deep breath. Oxygen to your belly, to your center. So what are stop signs? Right? Every stop sign has an O in it. <laughs> take a deep breath. That is your best tool. It is free. It is always with you all the time. You don't have to remember to bring it along. It's your breath. That will release stress, hormone, stress response in the body every single time. Yes, the stress will still be there, whatever that thing is. But we can deal with it differently when we're a little bit more centered, a little bit more present, and a little bit more grounded. Does that make sense? So technique of breathing, that is it. It's belly breathing is going to be your most beneficial breath. Okay, so let's get into the specifics. What is stress? So Dr. Hans Seely, he's the leading pioneer on stress, defines stress as the nonspecific response of the human organism to any demand that is placed on it. More simply, stress is the body's mental, emotional, and physiological response to any situation that is new, threatening, frightening, exciting, and I'm sure we could add a lot of other things uh, to that list. But Dr. Hans was the first person in like the 1940s, 50s to start looking at disease from a more universal picture or reason as opposed to a symptomatic reason. And so what he started to discover in his research on stress is that stress was the underlying cause of a lot of disease or dis-ease in the body. It truly is. 
lots of anxiety and depression and um, you know different ailments and all kinds of things have to do with our stress response in the body. So there are two kinds of stress essentially. Um, eustress, which is positive stress, and then distress, which is negative stress. Okay? So the positive stressors are things like buying a new home, having a baby, getting a new job, right? Standing up for a presentation that you're a little bit anxious about, you know, whatever. So those are they're positive things that kind of drive you to grow and flourish and they're, they're, they're unknown and so they can cause a little bit of a stress response, but they're still a positive, right? And then obviously distress. Distresses can be uh, physical, so they can be injury, right? How many of you get more stressed out when you're injured, <laughs> right? Or you have chronic pain, right? I'm sure we've all probably been through similar things like that. Uh, physical stress when you're sick, when you're ill, right? And these could be chronic illnesses or challenges that you're dealing with can cause a stress response in the body. Uh, lack of quality sleep. Okay, sleep is huge in this stress picture. Uh, food choices. So we'll talk about that. Because some of us wake up every day and do put stress in the body. Coffee drinkers, anyone? <laughs> if you drink coffee on an empty stomach, you have just taken your whole system and gone, Wah! like it's all stressed out. Because what does it do? It wakes you up, huh, right? This is what it does. It stimulates you. But that's a stress response in the body. Now, remember, there's some good and some not good. But that's not so ideal because we tend to drop pretty quickly after that, right? And we do this up and down. So we'll talk more about food in a moment. You can ask questions. Uh, mental and emotional stress. These are our perceived problems in our life. So remember, we at the beginning I said we create a lot of our own stress by what we think, by what we believe, by what we perceive. Okay? So these are perceived problems. Maybe it's not a problem. Maybe it's a growth opportunity. Oh, that's a nice word shift. <laughs> right? Instead of issues and problems, they could be growth opportunities. How many of you have had those? Right? Where it seems really negative, it seems really hard, and yet you come out on the other side like better, smarter, you know, more aware, more connected, hopefully. Uh, so these can be in anything, right? Marriage, family, job, school, friends, uh, health, finances, any everyday occurrences. So by the time you're five years old, you know exactly how to respond to someone who pulls out in front of a car, in a car in front of you. Because whoever was driving the car when you were the kid in the back, however they responded, that's how you'll respond until you choose a different response. So it could be, oh my gosh, I better slow down. They must be in a hurry. Or, oh my God, seriously, you know, and then all this stuff, whatever might happen. <laughs> right? But this is our perceived problem. Like, we can choose to see it positively or like it's not my problem not go, not going there right or what you just ruined my day like I mean we can really go there pretty fast sometimes like it's someone else's issue it's it's what we're thinking and so this is a this is a positive and I don't want it to feel heavy <laughs> like oh my god I'm in control of everything I mean kind of I mean <laughs> a little bit right um, about how you think and what what's going on every day 
uh, creating anxiety, that kind of stuff. Remember that anxiety, or I don't know if you know this or not, but anxiety is only about things in the future. So when we're thinking about things that are about to happen or going to happen or we're thinking about it happening, we can, have anxious, we can be anxious about it, right? And I have a couple daughters who, uh, my daughters are teens and young, old teens, older teens and young 20s, um, who have experienced uh, times of, oh, my anxiety, my anxiety. And so the conversation we have is, why is it your anxiety? Why isn't it just, I'm feeling anxious right now? Why is it your anxiety? Right? How many times do we label ourselves a certain way? And when we label ourselves, guess what we'll get more of? The label. <laughs> well, that's joyful. Just label yourself something else. <laughs> Again, simple but not simple. Right? But this awareness of it's not yours to own. My depression. Right? I've had a couple. I, I'm a widow, so I've had my daughters have lost their father. So we've had depression things going on in, in several years and anxiety things going on. And so we just try to have these conversations. Yes, we can feel depressed thoughts. Yes, we can feel sad. But it's not my depression. I don't have to own it if I don't want to. So that any, you can do this with anything. Right? My stress, my problems, my this, my that. Or switch them around to something a little bit more positive. Yes, we have anxious thoughts. That is, I'm not trying to say we're not anxious about things. But my anxiety means I got it, and I'm stuck with it, and it's mine, and I, it's always going to come up. Like, what, what about the days it doesn't come up? Then we can be more aware of those days, because we have them. We just don't pay attention to them, because they're not in the, in our, the front of our wheelhouse. Right? So think about those things. So depression, on the opposite end, depression can only be about things in the past. When we are sad about things that have happened, sad about things we haven't done, you know, have uh, different traumas that have happened, all of these things, but it's never about this moment right here. We feel it in this moment, but it's about something that's happened in the past. We don't have depression about the future. We have anxiety about the future. We have depression about the past. In the present, what do we have? What can we have? Just this moment. <laughs> Just this moment. Okay, what's going on in this moment? Okay, what's going on in the next moment? That overwhelming feeling, someone had mentioned overwhelm, right? That's like, you know, paying attention to all these things we have going on. Whereas let's just do one thing at a time. That's all we can do anyway. One thing at a time. So shifting our perceptions or our beliefs or our thoughts about these things can really, really shift your experience around stress in this lifetime. So we create a majority of our own mental and emotional stress due to our thought patterns and our belief systems. So let's take a little self-thought here. Uh, what causes you stress right now? What's a typical statement you say? If you've got paper, please write it down. You can also just think about it. Like what are the things, we, you know, we had half of us more than half raise our hands. We use the word stress. What do we say? Write a sentence down. Everybody get a, one sentence at least in your head or on paper.
And then, once you've got it written down, I want you to turn to the person next to you, and I want you to tell them what it is. If it's too private, you can change it to something more neutral. <laughs> tell them what it is. your sentence around, I'll, I will help. Uh, but take your sentence, your statement, and switch it around to something neutral or positive, even if you don't believe it right now. Right? So it's okay if you don't believe it. You don't actually have to believe it. If you start to say it, it will start to come true. You don't even have to believe it. So, switch your, switch your sentence around. How else? Because if we don't know how else to say it, we're stuck. How else are you going to say it? So... Yeah. 
Because unmet expectations is disappointing and heavy, and our expectations don't get met, and oh, then it's all horrible. Lack and, of control. Yeah. We don't have control over that. Something's happening. <laughs> Interesting. Something's happening. I love it. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> Somebody else. My original statement was something that stresses me out is being a working mom. Mm -hmm. And then she kind of helped me with this one. And she said that being a working mom is like God giving me a dual purpose. Amen. Yeah. Right? It really is little shifts. And literally working moms, isn't there like a movie about that? Like how stressful it is? <laughs> so society gives us these ideas and we just hold on to them like they're normal. They don't have to be that way. It's a dual purpose. God-given. Beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Is this helping some of you? Some of you? Yeah. Okay, one more. One more. Something that stresses you out and how you can speak about it differently. Guilty. Guilty. Guilt, like guilt. Guilt stresses me out. Feeling guilt guilt. Because, because I want to be mindful and it makes me guilt. Like instead of like I should be doing. If you're not mindful, you feel just guilty. Right. Yeah. So I have to just go back to, well, guilt is not doing anything to me, so let's go back to my original plan. Yeah. Being more mindful when I'm eating or okay. when I'm, you know, going to bed or something. And uh -huh. Instead of like going back to my guilty route of I should be doing, I should be using. So what if you switched it? You said you feel guilty often, right? That's mm -hmm. something you feel and that's heavy. What if you felt mindful? What if you just said I feel mindful? Mm -hmm. I am mindful. Not want to be, because that's in the future, oh. right? Want to be is in the future. So this is something, and this is great. I'm glad we're talking about this, right? Want to be, or I will do it, is out there. What's present? What's most present? I am. Because that's how we were created. That is how we were created. To be in the moment. To be mindful. To be loving to ourselves and to others. Right? So think about like that, that baseline of who we were created to be. We weren't created to be all these stressful things. We really weren't. The joy of who we were created to be is mindful and relaxed and attentive and gift-giving. Right? So yeah, little shifts like that. So this is important. This is that mindfulness, that awareness of where am I where am I habitual? It's basically like a tape recorder going over and over and over and over again. We have over 60,000 thoughts a day, and 90% of them are the same as yesterday. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> so many thoughts the same. They're just the same over and over until we make a choice to change them. And we can't change them unless we get off the treadmill. Like if we get off that wheel, right, of thoughts, so this helps us get off that wheel for just a moment. Whatever uh, couple minutes of breath we're going to do helps us to get off the wheel and shift. And then there are other things we can do, like we can put post-it notes, right, our computer screen, our phone screen. We can have reminders of the new thought process we want to be because we've actually built um, pathways in our brain for the same thought all the time. 
So those pathways get drilled in. By the time you're 35, mm, they're pretty sick. So if you're younger than 35, you got a lot, you got a lot better chance. <laughs> if you're older than 35, like some of us, um, we can still do it. It happens all the time. We're never stuck. But those pathways do get created, so we want to create new pathways. We want to create new habits, and from a positive realm, much less stressful. Make sense? Any questions thus far? No? Good? Okay. What's next? So, the specifics of the flight or fight response. This is the stress response in the body. Okay? So, we have stress. It doesn't matter what it is. Remember, the definition was non-specific response in the body. It's not specific. It's not different if it's negative or positive stress. It's the same. Okay? Our adrenal glands get fired up. We get ready. Cortisol, which is the stress hormone, gets released into the system. Okay? This is automatic. You can't stop it unless you really relax and get into your breathing. That's how you can stop it. When cortisol gets released, glucose and fatty acids um, get released into the bloodstream for the muscles to fight or flee, sprint. Like this is what our, our uh, innate response in the body is. Okay? Are we in danger? Mm, rarely. <laughs> yes. More so. No, it's just this. You know, like we need this if a saber-toothed tiger is chasing after you. Like you need it. You got to go. You got to, right, burn all that stuff off using the glucose and the fatty acids to uh, move the body. If it's chronic mental stress, guess what happens? All that gets released. All that gets released. And it just sits here. It sits here. This is a stress, this is stress weight right here. Because that's where cortisol, that's where all of this gets, this happens, the system happens. And so we have to understand how do we release it? What's the number one thing we learned? Breathing. Breathing, right? And there's many other ways. Exercise is another one, which we're going to get into, right? Because, it, because the body is prepared to fight or flee. So if we go to kickboxing class, right? Or if we go for a run or if we do something like that, that's helpful. Exercise is a good balance of stress. Uh, to balance stress, positive and negative. Um, but we don't want it to be, you know, chronic. And that's, that's, our, that's our awareness. Um, what happens in, with that cortisol hormone more specifically, right, it destabilizes our blood sugar because it just released a bunch of sugar, so guess what we want more of? Sugar. Right? So we want more sugar. Our digestive system, reproductive system, immune system shut down quite a bit because all of our energy is supposed to be going for this emergency, this danger. So all of that is ready for that. Our immune system is lessened, right? Our reproductive system is lessened. Our digestive system, bloating, right? Breathing, if you do this while you eat, it's gonna really digest your food better. Being in a state of relaxation. Please don't ever eat when you're fighting with somebody. Because you'll be like, Bleh, and then you'll feel sick, and it'll be all like, oh my God. Uh, constant cravings for fat and sugar because we have this release that our body's craving more. Uh, adds belly fat uh, specifically, but also kind of eats up our lean tissue, right? The lean tissue that we have in the body we want to keep uh, can be linked to diabetes, blood pressure, obesity, depression, illness, yada, yada, yada. When we have chronic stress, 
So we want to be careful about that. Any questions on that? That's what happens. So all you got to do first and foremost, breathe more. Right? Breathe deeply. That will really, really, really help. But that's the system that happens in the body no matter what. <laughs> I don't know why. It just is. So this fat and sugar thing I was talking about, right? It's spelled backwards. It is desserts. I don't know. There's a correlation. I think it's kind of funny. But uh, that's the deal. That's why we crave those things a little more often when we're stressed out. Anybody? Yeah. Okay, high stress foods. So. Remember, it's a non-specific response. If you simply eat this thing, your body will have a stress response. Now remember, some stress is good. It's okay if we know how to come down from it, like if we know how to balance, right? Uh, not chronic stress is more what we're talking about. So caffeine causes a stress response. It's an adrenal gland stimulant, right? It's a stimulant, just like sugar is a stimulant. That's a slight stress response in the body. That's why it's beneficial to have well-rounded meals with a little fat and a little protein and a little carb, right? That's kind of how that all works together so nicely. The refined sugars, right, the white sugars, all of that, uh, the white flours, <clears throat> um, saturated and trans fats, uh, fried foods, margarine. Do they even make margarine anymore? I don't know why. I hope you're not eating it anymore. I hope you know that. Um, not good fats. Those are the trans fats. Any processed foods, if all these additives and stimulants and yada yada. Do you know that there are 22 food stimulants in Oreos? You wonder why you can't eat one. <laughs> you can't just eat one. How many of you can eat one Oreo? <laughs> Sorry if this is too much information, but Oreos is period food in my house. So I have three daughters <laughs> and myself. It's period food, so anytime it's said, like, I'm gonna go get Oreos. <laughs> the whole bag goes between all of us. Because <laughs> it's her period, not mine, but I'm gonna eat them together. <laughs> so, good thing they're out of the house, so less Oreos. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, the food industry wants you to eat more. They really don't care about your health. I'm sorry to say, they don't. They care about the bottom line, not your health. And so it's important for us to be mindful of that industry, right? Because they're going to try to promote it in the healthiest way or whatever it might be. Um, but it's not, it's there for them to make money. You know that. Um, alcohol is a, is a high stress food uh, as well, right? It's a stimulant, uh, it's a high sugar basically. So those are going to just cause stress responses in your body. If you eat some of these super relaxed, breathing, the stress response isn't going to be that huge. It's going to be fine, right? It can, you can, we can balance, but if we're constantly, this is chronic stress right here. If this is your diet, chronic stress. <laughs> on top of any emotional stuff, on top of any other stuff that might be going on, chronic stress. Okay, so just awareness of this. Not good or bad, and I don't want you to hear it as good or bad. Because that's a judgment, and that causes stress too, right? Because I'm bad, I'm guilty of that, I'm whatever. It is, it's what it is. Let's, let's look at it, let's understand it, and then let's make choices. So low-stress foods, this is no surprise to all of you, right? 
what's touted as healthy food versus non-healthy food, but could it be non-healthy, non-stress-creating you know, uh, and stress-creating? So think about the energy of tea versus coffee. Just the energy of food. Have you ever considered the energy of food? Like, I know most people have coffee. Well, I mean, obviously, a lot of people like the taste of it. Perfectly fine. I don't, actually, so I'm, I'm good with that. Um, but they love the taste of it. My mom used to own an organic coffee shop. Like, we had all the, all the goods. All my sisters love it. Uh, but I'm a tea fan. But when you were a little kid, what did you have with tea? Maybe. Did you have tea parties? How were those tea parties set up? So beautifully. Right, little china teacups, nice conversation, and nice just soft sipping. Tea has a different energy than coffee. <laughs> coffee is to keep us going, to get us going, to do whatever, right? Caffeine, and it could be energy drinks for that matter, right? We have, we have everything here. Um, so the energy of food makes a difference too. So pay attention to what it does to you. If you eat something and your body feels like, I mean, that's just your body trying to tell you something. That food or that combo of whatever you just ate isn't probably right for your body. Or how you ate it. Did you eat it running around the house because you had 10 other things to do? <laughs> did you eat it while having an intense conversation? Or did you have like a tea party moment and you ate and you chewed and you enjoyed the texture and the flavor and the, everything about that moment, that moment, being in that moment instead of being elsewhere, watching TV and eating. You guys know that by now, I hope. <laughs> um, so just, you know, being aware of all these different things that ca can cause stress responses in our body. Any questions on food, stuffs? So I'm wondering if you can help flip something. Um, in teaching, I have about 15 minutes to eat and do a bunch of other things. So how can we like incorporate that and flip? I have to cram this food in my face because I have, I have otherwise no time to eat until the school day's done. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. When I taught, I had like 10 minutes to get some food in. So um, it's doing your best in that moment to chew, to breathe while doing something else. Like it's just really bringing an awareness around that. You can slow down, you'll probably eat less. Because sometimes we think we have to eat this much so I'm not hungry later. But maybe if you chewed more, <laughs> half of it, you wouldn't be hungry either because you actually are utilizing all the nutrients and it's not just going in like a block because we're shoving it in super fast. So chew, really breathing. Just being aware of, of creating a moment, um, you know, even if you're doing something else to make sure that it's not like this. You know, that it's not that feeling. So just trying to set it up as best you can. Yeah. Good. Other questions around that? Beautiful. Beautiful. How are we feeling? Good? in your body. <laughs> oh, we will. Just oh, oh. <laughs> so, think about it. How many of you, like, the thought, your perception of dancing, whatever that is to you, could have, some of you are like, oh yeah, sweet, let's do it. Um, and some of you are like, oh, mm, no. 
I'm with my peers. I'm with, mm -mm, no, mm -mm, I'm not dressed for it. I, you know, whatever you had. If we can change our thoughts, we can change our world. We can change our experience. We can change our life, truly. So I just want these, this uh, information today to be like, what can I, what am I aware of? And then how do I just shift it? Shift it, right? I don't want you to think like you have to change everything. You don't, it's shifting. It's like taking this 15 minute eating thing, that's all she has, and she has to get other things done. So shift that 15 minutes. It can be done at the same time. You know, when I was busy, I was always like, going places and doing things and breathing like this. And when I decided not to be busy anymore, I was like, I was still having things to do, but I was breathing differently. Right? I, was, I just shifted what I could shift in that moment. And that's it. That's all that, it, all that matters. All right? Okay. So now, really get up. I will help you, don't worry. I love my life. I am powerful. I am beautiful. I am free. I am magical. I Like, 
I am now. The problem is if I go like this, then I go like this, then I go like this, then I go like this. An example of that can be someone in a high-stress job, right? Some high-stress job where they're in chronic stress, <clears throat> and they're a marathon runner. <laughs> That's high stress on your body. That's a lot of work on your body. That person needs to have some yoga, <laughs> some stillness time to balance it out. Otherwise, we're up here, and then the heart attack happens. And we wonder why the marathon runner had a heart attack. There's a lot more to it, right? But if it's chronic stress, our, our bodies are in this heightened uh, state of illness, right? Or state of imbalance. So, exercise, moving. It's a great stress relief. It's really, really important to get our kids moving, ourselves moving on a regular basis. So I teach something called Groove. That was a little bit uh, groovy, uh, if you didn't know. Um, so Groove is a, is a worldwide dance fitness program. It's very, very simple. There's like two moves per song, and we just dance it. Anyway, like I guide the, guide the move, and I'm like, everybody march, right? And then you can march however you want. You can just go anywhere around the room. Super fun, super freeing, super easy. We have an online global uh, network, a, a streaming app called Body Groove on demand if you want to dance more regularly. But if you're in the Holland, Zealand, uh, Douglas area, uh, that's where I teach outdoor classes on a regular basis. And in Grand Rapids, I teach on the Blue Bridge all summer long, which is super, super fun. And that's a free class through Grand Rapids Rec. So if you want to dance more, if you want to move more in a super healthy way, because there's lots of joy and uh, freedom in that. If you're in, and I'm nothing against Zumba, but I'm just saying, next time you watch a Zumba class, or yourself in Zumba, this is what you're doing. <laughs> 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 right, you're following and you're concentrating like but if I say walk it out, dance it out where you want, oh, I can do it my own way, oh sweet, right, so there's differences in how we can move our bodies, but moving your body, period, straight up, is super, super important, understand, yeah, singing, laughing, all of those things, I'm going backwards, sorry, um, adults are often told that they should consult a physician before beginning an exercise program. Actually, inactivity, you should consult your doctor if you're not going to move, because that's worse. <laughs> it truly is worse, right? It's a state of dis-ease not moving your body. We have muscles, we have joints, like that's what it's created to do. Um, it's the most powerful medication known to humans is movement. You don't have to run. You don't have to lift weights. If you don't like it, find something that you like and be consistent at it. What's consistent? No, you don't have to do it five days a week. Do it once a week for a while and see how that feels. Right? So we don't put on put don't put more stress on yourself. Just move. Start. Start somewhere. Find what you enjoy. It literally is if I could get rich fast, I'd make a movement pill. But I can't. <laughs> it's just not possible. Right? Because how many people would take a movement pill if they could? Like a lot of people. They'd be like, what? I don't have to do it. I'll just take this. Sweet. Right? That's what we do. But it's super, super helpful in stress. So as stress management exercise does many things, detoxifies the stress-related compounds. So the fatty acids and the glucose and the cortisol that's released. We, we release that fully, we detoxify it when we, when we fight or flee, or exercise or dance or do whatever. So we release those instead of getting them, they're going, oh, you're still sitting, okay, let me stick that right there. 
I'm gonna stick that right there. Uh, exercise in and of itself deepens your breath. Okay, so that's important, the full expansion of the, of the lungs. Enhances feelings of self-efficacy. Okay, just a positive feeling about yourself. Uh, can be done in connection with nature. This is like a double whammy. Right? Being outside in the fresh air, putting your bare feet in the grass. This is where I teach most of my classes um, until it snows. <laughs> then we go inside. <laughs> uh, but mostly outside. Uh, reduces muscle tension. Muscle tension comes with stress right? in various places. Some of us hold it in different places, we know. Uh, boost your endorphins, your feel-good hormones. Uh, improvement of sleep and recovery of muscles or recovery of stress period, right? It helps you recover, recovery from illness. Um, the more fit uh, you are, you're, you're more fit to fight stress and disease, right? You've got this interval training program already set. Um, and then there's many opportunities for social support and connection as well, right? Moving together with other people, getting together. This is stress relieving as well, connection. Human touch, hugs. How many, I know, we're in a pandemic, I get it. It's been a really tough year for connection. Um, how many hugs a day do you think is best for optimal health? 12. Five hugs a day for minimal survival. How many of you get that? So remember, when you give a hug, you get a hug. When you give a hug, you get a hug. Five, eight, you're doing pretty good. Twelve, optimal health. So go ahead, keep your mask on if you want. Give lots more hugs. <laughs> give lots more hugs. Oh, perfect. Look. What questions do you have thus far? Anything? Do you feel smarter about stress? Nice question. Yeah. with my teenage daughters has always been, from whenever I learned it years and years ago, was um, who do you want to be? What kind of person do you want to be? Period. When they're fighting with each other, like what kind of sister do you want to be? They hate that question. But you know what? Now they're like, what kind of mother do you want to be? <laughs> so like getting them to really think about who do I want to be? And then in terms of like, do I want to be a stressful, anxious, filled person or do I not? So I've kind of got to this base question, which we kind of laugh about, but it's been really powerful. And then, yeah, just sprinkling this stuff in. Yeah. 
I post it on Facebook and then they read it. So then I don't tell, they don't hear it from me. But they just, they're like, Mom, seriously, that's what you posted? I'm like, yeah, but you read it, didn't you? <laughs> you gotta meet them where they're at. Okay, what are some stress relieving techniques? Because I'm short on time, I wanna get, I'm just gonna flip through mine, but I want you to make sure you have your own. I hope you already have your own. But I wanna give you a, a couple lists of ideas, okay? So here we go, this is kind of review too. Get clear on your perceptions. See the good, expect the best. Believe all things are possible. Believe in yourself, right? Positivity, yes, pictures of this is great. Um, prayer, from a place of gratitude, right? A lot of times prayer comes from um, needing, necessary, like, you know, this kind of thing. Pray from gratitude. It's already happening, it's already possible, it's already there for you. Adopt a positive attitude, practice, develop some new muscle, uh, neural pathways. Foster a strong sense of who you were created to be. Relax, breathe intentionally, go with the flow, laugh, smile, play. You're supposed to be unique and different. Stop trying so hard to fit in. This is for the students, friends. This is for the students, right? They're supposed to be unique, let's honor that. Right, we were all created differently. So let's honor that. That will help the kids so, so, so much. Um, be in the present moment, not in the past, not in the future. Practice forgiveness of yourself. That's the biggest one. Um, of others, yes, as well. Um, healthy diet, exercise regularly, plenty of quality sleep. Develop a strong gratitude practice. Like every day, what are you thankful for? When do you say it? Before you go to bed, when you get up in the morning. Okay, I say it every morning when I get in my hot tub. It's really easy. <laughs> it's really easy, but I could have told myself, no, I can't afford a hot tub, or no. But a hot tub for me is like my, it's a, it's a place I can relax. So I've set myself up for success. Set yourselves up for success. Believe in yourself. Appreciate yourself and others, right? Uh, complimenting others. Being gracious and gratitude to others, right? This is helpful. Bring in more connections to your breath, to your body. How does it feel? To others, hugs, to nature. Oh, do I have forgiveness in there twice? Must be that important. <laughs> uh, little things are really big things. Music, flowers, aromatherapy, scents, vanilla, lavender, um, <clears throat> texture of clothing. How many of you wear clothing that like, that, like doesn't feel good? Stop wearing it. Go buy a bigger size. Buy something that feels good. Who cares what size it is? Buy stuff that feels good. You want to feel good on a regular basis. Buy soft things. Buy whatever you want. Uh, more gratitude. Gosh, wow. I got a trend going on. Um, get massages. Do that. Uh, stretching. Being still. And yada, 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 yada. Any questions? Does anyone have any, anything to add to my list? Like, what else do you do for stress relief? It was pretty thorough, wasn't it? <laughs> what else do you do? So I use a, I teach PE. I have a breathing ball. Uh -huh. so, and I don't use it every day, but I should, because okay. I always ask. Um, it's a little thing you buy on Amazon, and open it, breathe in, hear your, belt, your notes, and out, and out, do it twice. Okay. And, and it's called amazing. a breathing ball? Yeah. A breathing ball she uses? Yeah. Uh -huh. It's amazing for them on the way out. Like, it just, everybody stops. Helps them to recenter. And, and yeah, for sure. What you share with others, 
you give to yourself also. So take any of this information and share it with somebody because it will remind you, right? It'll reiterate it for yourself. So keep sharing. I hope you guys have a blessed rest of your day. Thank you so much.